the following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Rock, rock, rock and if you still do that kind of thing, or we, um, we think that it's a, it's a new beginning and, you know, any, any opportunity I can take to, uh, try to make a new beginning, I will. So, um, if you, if you happen to tune in yesterday and you only would have gotten it, um, uh, uh, listening, to the audio stream from Progressive Voices or at NicoleSandlerStream.com, which is my own private stream that sometimes you get kinds of goodies in. And um, uh, 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 yeah, or you went to the website because I did post it there. And what I did yesterday was because I was home anyway, I thought, let me play um, and have fun on the radio like I used to. So I did an hour and then some of 
positive songs of music to, well, to, to kick off a new year on the right foot. And by right, I mean, correct. Um, you, you get the idea. So uh, it's still posted there. Should you ever need, and now it's not only for the beginning of a year, it's for any time you, you need an injection of positivity. And, and I, I mean, I could tell you the songs that I played, but it's more fun to just let them unfold, you know? So it's there. It's posted at NicoleSandler.com slash one dash one dash 24, which is where you'll find it, at least until I get told I have to take it down. So I trust your new year got off to a good start. I got to tell you, you know, for basically two weeks at the end of the year, uh, not many people want to um, yeah, work, <laughs> myself included. So I took some time off. I did a little staycation. To the question, it was Durbin, I think, in the chat room who said, oh, did you take that photograph, Nicole? No, I didn't. The picture he's talking about it was the cover. You know, I put up like a, a card for each day's show with some artwork. Um, and, and I grabbed this desert sunrise, uh, photograph, not one that I shot myself. Although, um, I do have some nice sun sunrise shots, just not of the desert. I'll have to work on that. Um, I did do some art over the weekend, over the weekend, over the week. And it, it doesn't, it really doesn't translate that well to a photograph. But I'll show you what I did for those of you watching on a on a um, a video feed. Let me uh, move this over. So you've seen my other faux stained glass stuff, right? Uh, I I didn't get a cactus, Bella Lagrisi. Le, Le um, no, but I need to now because so when when we first moved here, I think I told you this. We we decorated this house from yard sales, uh, Facebook Marketplace. And Goodwill. And at one yard sale, we found this beautiful sort of cathedral looking window frame. And I'd, 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 um, you know, uh, used those before for my faux stained glass creations. Well, we got this one. And finally this weekend, I decided I'm going to make it into a, um, a sort of stained glassy thing. Again, the photograph really doesn't do it justice. It's much prettier in person. But anyway, that's what I did on my winter vacation. I didn't get a cactus. I painted a cactus. And actually, this little frame on the, 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 the wrought iron detail work on the thing has a place to put two little flower pots. And I thought we'll put in two little cacti in there. So we can do that. So that I did. That I made. That 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 was me. Um, anyway, uh, so what I thought we would do today is, um, you know, we did we did the um, uh, the the what you call it the 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 um, Festivus show where we aired our grievances. But you know, oh, and here's let me let me here's I I want to focus on good things. So the reason I did the music show as I did yesterday was to start the year off on a positive footing with a good attitude, you know, with a yes we can kind of attitude, if you know what I mean, um, rather than do the uh, the bad shit. Uh, there will be plenty of time for bad shit. So I want to keep a positive spin on things as much as possible today. And I want to open up the phones too. Should you care to call in with maybe like a, you can make a, a, a prediction for the year. It just has to be nice. It just has to be a good prediction. And we can start off with a piece of good news. Oh, you know what? I even did this good news thing. I wonder if I still have it handy. I did a good news. I did. I do. I love it when it happens this way. I did a good news sounder some years ago thinking we need to focus on the good news. So uh, this is the intro to the good news section. Maybe. Oh, I had the wrong, the wrong pot up. All right, let's try it again. The intro to the good news section. Tell me something good. Good news blowing in your window. Good news is knocking on your door. 
good. And see, and the, and the and the clips there are short enough that I think I won't get copyright violated. But we start with a phone call. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Now, happy Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. My prediction for the year is that, and my hope for the year is that we we all find good, even though we have many bad things going on, but we find the good good, and we all be there for each other no matter what. It's going to be one of the most, this is going to be a test year for us into if we could survive, survive. Okay. If this country could survive another for four years. And it's going to be a test of opportunity year for us. Okay. Well, um, that's a good challenge for all of us. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for calling and, and happy new year. I do have stuff. Um, there is some good news and I want to start with Dar is in the chat room. Now, you may recall that Dar called in during the Festivus show, and she had a grievance, and her grievance was that she went to adopt a kitten from a local rescue group, and they wouldn't adopt to her um, because she was too old? Are you kidding me? Well, the good news is Dar just posted in the chat room, I got my kitten on Christmas Eve from the Meriden Humane Society. I named her Sally. Yeah, baby. So um, happy new year to Dar and to the kitty Sally. And I know I saw some pictures on Facebook and it's adorable. See, that, it's that, that easy to do good news. In, in terms of the news news, well, there's some some not so great news that that I will <clears throat> that I that I guess I'll have to get to, but it's even sometimes the worst news has a little bit of a silver lining, as is the case in Japan. Now, Japan, horrific news: uh, a seven point six magnitude earthquake. Hasn't Japan had enough earthquakes yet? Um, in Ish Ishikawa. Killed at least 48 people, left scores more injured or missing, caused widespread damage, sparked a tsunami warning yesterday. I don't know what happened with the tsunami warning. Um, but uh, then this morning we awoke to the news of a, a horrific crash at Tokyo's biggest airport. Who, who knew Tokyo has more than one airport? But it's Japan. So uh, Tokyo's Haneda Airport. And what happened was... A Japan Airlines passenger jet, I guess, was taxiing to take off or had just landed. I, I, I know specifics, I'm not really sure, but one or the other. It was on the runway. And a Coast Guard plane, I guess, T-boned this passenger jet. And, bought, and it was like a big, fiery explosion. Um, unfortunately, the five Coast Guard crew members on that Coast Guard plane all died. However, all 367 passengers and 12 crew in this commercial jet escaped. They all survived. And that's pretty damn good news, especially if you saw the, the video of it. Oh my goodness. Um, just horrific. So yes, it's... Um, even with bad news, there's there's that silver lining. When I first heard the news this morning, it sounded so horrific to me. And I thought they said that all 367 passengers and crew had died. And I just thought, I, I can't, I can't take this. I can't listen. So I watched the end of a movie that I started watching yesterday, basically about the end of the world. That didn't make me feel a whole lot better. But then when I sat down to do my show prep, I saw that all the 367 passengers and 12 crew survived. So <laughs> that's good. You know, I, I've this is how the mind works. I've always thought that if I was on a plane, you know how they tell you, don't grab your stuff, just get yourself off the plane if you have to. Knowing me, I would have like tried to grab my purse or my laptop or something. Um, but I, I guess in that case, when the plane is burning all around you, you, you get the hell out of there, right? Um, more good news. Well, you know, again, bad news that turns good. Bad news over the weekend. 
I, I'll t- this one really upset me, but there's a happy ending. So bear with me here. So I read over the weekend on the shitter that Greg Sargent is leaving the Washington Post. Well, that's bad because he's probably one of the few things left over there worth reading in case you hadn't noticed the right word tilt of much of the corporate mainstream media. But um, so what what Greg Sargent said on the shitter is that he was offered a buyout. And this is what they do at these big corporations when they want to, you know, trim the staff, cut the payroll. They offer a one time pretty lucrative buyout for executives to leave. You know, Howie Klein famously took a buyout from Time Warner when he was the president of Reprise Records uh, during one of the Time AOL Warner mergers. Um, And boy, he was smart to get out when he did. I don't have no idea how much money they paid him, but I'm sure it was a decent amount to get him to leave a great job. Well, this happens. And I guess this is what the Washington Post did with Greg Sargent. And um, so he announced on social media that 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 was his last week at the Washington Post. Of course, I messaged him because Greg Sargent's been on the program a few times over the years. And I, I registered my dismay, said I'm, I'm really disappointed and I'm upset. And but I invited him on the show. I said, please come on and, um, you know, tell us if you want what happened and what you're going to be doing next and all that. And what he said was not ready to talk about what's next yet. And I need, and I'm not sure that I want to talk about what happened. Um, he's like, and you know, I'm just trying to lay low this week. I'm taking the week off. And, um, and I, I wrote him back and I said, fully understandable. Um, one, I'm not going to ask you to, to, you know, for dirt on Jeff Bezos, unless you wish to dish it. Um, but I also said, you know, I just want to celebrate you and the work you've done and, and recognize how you got there and what you're doing and hopefully what comes next. And, and I said, how about if I check back in with you in a few weeks? And he said, perfect. Well, just a few minutes ago, I'm on the blue sky. Yeah. Because there, you know, there, there are other socials other than the shitters and the shitter, you know, these days is really better for, um, well, what, what its name implies. Anyway, Greg Sargent, and now I can't find the post, but he, he, he posted on one of these social medias that he will be, did I, did I copy and paste it maybe? Um, yes, he's joining the New Republic, effective next week, and he'll be writing reported pieces and hosting their new daily podcast. So that's good news. At G- Greg Sargent will continue writing. Now, granted, he won't have as big a megaphone as he did at the Washington Post, but he'll be at the New Republic. So at least we don't lose Greg Sargent's reporting. See how this works? There, there's kind of, you know, not great news, but there's something good that came out of it. Um, Green Day was part of Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve broadcast. I know Dick Clark is dead. Ryan Seacrest. Oh, yeah, I could go on about Ryan Seacrest, but I won't because I'm in a positive kind of mood. Anyway, Green Day performed. I think they were performing live in Los Angeles, and it was carried. I didn't watch the broadcast, so I don't know. But who who could miss that they changed a word in the song American Idiot? You know the song, right? It's a great song. And actually, if you judge by from when it um, when it was released and and uh, oh, I thought I pulled up the lyrics. I might have I might have restarted the computer since then. But hold on, I'm going to pull it up because um, Green Day, American Idiot lyrics. I can't play the song for you because I'd get copyright violated. So let me share a little bit of the lyrics with you. It is not a love letter to America. It's sort of like when when all the well, the, the maggots, that's what they were. They just didn't have a name back then. Um, tried to hijack Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. It was not a song celebrating the USA. It was a very anti Vietnam War song. Well, American Idiot really was about George W. Bush. And it starts like this. 
don't want to be an American idiot, don't want a nation under the new media. And can you hear the sound of hysteria? The subliminal mind fuck America. Welcome to a new kind of tension all across the alien nation where everything isn't meant to be okay. In television dreams of tomorrow, we're not the ones we're meant to follow for that's enough to argue. Well, maybe I'm the, their word, faggot America. I'm not part of, and the song is, I'm not part of a redneck agenda. Now everybody do the propaganda and sing along to the age of paranoia. Well, they changed one word. Instead of saying, I'm not part of a redneck agenda, they sang, I'm not part of a MAGA agenda. I think I have that line isolated here. I'm not part of a MAGA agenda. They bleeped the, the faggot part, which, uh, oh, good, I guess. Um, but, uh, I'm not part of a maggot. Or they didn't say maggot. They said MAGA agenda. That came through loud and clear. Well, oh my goodness, the right wingers heads exploded everywhere. They're like, I wish they'd get the politics out of the music. There's always been politics in the music. And if, if you maggots thought you were Green Day fans before you heard this, then obviously you didn't pay attention to the lyrics. Just saying. So there's that. Um, someone, maybe with Sam Cedar, used to use American Idiot as the show's theme song. Well, now you can't. You can't use a popular song if... Uh, you know, if you are um, uh, working on the on the on the YouTube's or any video streaming service, because they, they will copyright violate you anyway. Um, so there, a lot of other stuff happened. You know, we were gone over a week, and don't ask me what happened last week because <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. But something happened um, this week. Well, I got to go back through my notes because I told you the earthquake. Oh. Senior Hamas leader killed in a Beirut blast. That's good. An explosion in a Beirut suburb killed Sally Arouri, according to Hamas. Uh, U.S. defense official said the IDF was responsible for a strike targeting this terrorist leader and that an assessment of whether he had been killed was ongoing. Hamas said Israel had carried out cowardly assassinations. You want to talk about cowardly assassinations, we can go there. Um, and that two leaders of Hamas's elite, Izzedine El Qassam Brigades, had also been killed. Good. The IDF declined to comment on the blast. Um, that's good. And what's even better is it came on the heels of the Israeli Supreme Court um, swatting down Netanyahu. This happened just yesterday. The, the Israel Supreme Court struck down a key component of Netanyahu's judicial, proposed judicial overhaul that would have that would have weakened the Supreme Court. <laughs> you know, you'd think they'd do something else. The decision threatens to reopen fissures in Israeli society that preceded the current war against Hamas. Good. I hope it gets Netanyahu out of out of uh, power. Because he needs to be out of power. And Hamas needs to be um, out of power. If you didn't read it, I'm not going to spend any time on it today, but maybe I will post the link uh, with today's show on the blog at NicoleSandler.com. Uh, that w was front page article in the New York Times that, that told of the cowardly actions of the terrorists on October 7th and what they did to women, what they did to the women in Israel, what they did to the women who were hostages, what they continue to do to the women. Read it. If you need to be gifted the article, Tell me and I will send it to you. Nicole at NicoleSandler.com. I will send it to you. Maybe I will just embed the whole thing on my blog so you can read it. You need to read it. That's all I'm going to say about that today because I'm trying to be positive. Um, what else? Ah, okay. So um, I think it was before we left. Um, 
that uh, what was um, Colorado, the state of Colorado, the Supreme Court in Colorado said they decided that based on the 14th Amendment, the third section of the 14th Amendment. And you know what? I do have a couldn't find it the other day. And I have like a bunch of copies of the constitution here. And of course, now I can't find it again. Oh, here it is. Hold on. Cause I'm going to read it again. See here, I, I've got these all over the place, little pocket constitutions. Okay. So, uh, 14 it would be X one V right. X, no, that's not 14. Okay, that's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay, uh, Amendment 14, Section 3. Reading it to you. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath, as a member of Congress or an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. That be, it, it doesn't say anything about they have to be convicted of being an insurrectionist. It just merely by, you know, the fact that they were that the fact that Donald, you, you want to say he didn't have anything to do with it. Fine. He gave aid and comfort to those who were convicted of engaging in an insurrection. You know, the whole the, the song recording and all that stuff. Um it's it's just as if someone is under 35 and therefore not qualified to run for president. Section three of the 14th Amendment states that, you know, uh, you can't even run. I believe it. I know it. It's in here. But it will not be upheld at the Supreme Court. That's my prediction. And it's only that way because... Um, because we, we, some people selectively interpret the constitution in terms of the right wingers. It's the old, it's okay. If you're a Republican, you can do anything. If you're a Republican, you just can't, um, you just can't be a Democrat. (laughs) That's all right. So Colorado last week, the Supreme Court of Colorado said, no, Donald Trump, it will not be on our primary ballot. He does not qualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Um, okay, so that happened. A couple of other states said, nope, we can't disqualify him. He's on the ballot. What are we going to do? Even California. And then Maine, the state of Maine and it wasn't even a Supreme Court or anything. It was the Secretary of State of the state of Maine. Her name is Shanna Bellows. Well, you know, I've been doing this for a minute or two. And I heard her name. It's like, oh, my God, Shanna Bellows is the Secretary of State of Maine. That's awesome. You see, I had met her before. Shanna Bellows, 10 years ago in 2014, ran for Cong- ran for the Senate. She ran. Hold on. I'm trying to um, get a, a shot up here for you to see. Uh, Shanna Bellows challenged Susan Collins um, it, for the, the Senate seat out of Maine. Now, we know because it was 10 years ago that unfortunately Susan Collins won. But, ew, Susan Collins. So I had interviewed Shanna Bellows on the show sometime during the year, maybe when she had announced her candidacy or something. And I really, really liked her. We just connected. You know how that happens sometimes, right? So that summer, it's June of 2014, I go to Netroots Nation. Now, I'm going to show you a clip from that show. I was broadcasting live from there when Shanna Bellows was my guest. Here's the problem. Again, as then, as now, I needed a producer then. 
because um, you'll notice that the the Chiron on the broadcast is wrong. Instead of saying live from Netroots Nation, it says live from AFT 14. I the, Before I went to Netroots Nation, I went to the American Federation of Teachers um, um, uh, uh, con- conference, their convention that was held in Los Angeles. And I guess from there... I went to Netroots Nation, which I think was in San Jose, although I could be wrong. Don't don't quote me on the year. Anyway, so this is from that broadcast. I'm sure I'll pop in and say a few things, but I, I pulled it up just to see. I, it's like, I, I'm, I thought I had a picture of she and I somewhere. I couldn't find the picture, but I found this video, which I think is hysterical. All right. Here's um, this. Not that I'm not excited to talk to Richard, but I'm so excited to meet our next guest in person. Actually, we spoke on the phone oh, uh, about a month or so ago. It was ago. a few months ago. And joining us now with the microphone, Shanna Bellows. Hi. Hello. I am so thrilled to meet you. And I'm so thrilled to meet you. I'm, I'm such a big fan, and I'm so excited that, that you're in this race. Um, and uh, hopefully, I'll soon be calling you Senator Bellows. Uh, uh, Shanna Bellows, uh, running for the U.S. Senate against Susan. Susan Collins from Maine. You know, let's start with this, because Susan Collins is, as far as Republicans in the Senate go, one of the more reasonable ones. Um, but then again, that's not saying a whole lot, is it? Well, I think the Republican Party has gone so far to the right that what passes for reasonable is not in keeping with most Americans' views on where we should be going as a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, voting against raising the minimum wage to 1010 is not reasonable. Uh, waiting to come out for marriage equality until this year, an election year, is not courage or leadership. No. Uh, voting against equal pay for equal work is not reasonable. And voting to defund Planned Parenthood, which is something that she did two years ago, is not reasonable. So when that passes... Okay, so water, that, that you know, I just want... Uh, I understand the, 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 the audio was like over-modulated. It was a remote broadcast. But that was 10 years ago. That was June of 2014, Netroots Nation with Shenna Bellows, who is now Secretary of State of Maine and the woman who um, said, no, Donald Trump does not qualify to be on the the ballot here. Now, of course, today, Trump uh, is is uh, appealing that decision. Well, of course he is. He'll appeal everything. And that that's what happens. But I just had to share that with you because it, it was like the Mutual Admiration Society. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the original interview we did because obviously we hit it off and maybe try to get her back on the show. Because, yeah, anyway. See, this is what happens when you've been doing this as long as I have. (laughs) This kind of shit. It's like, I I know her. I interviewed her. I got that. I got it. Um, And meanwhile... So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, looking at the chat and I shouldn't do this. I know it's the multitasking thing. And I do read the chat during the show and somebody who said it, somebody said the stench is real. That's another big, big um, story that broke over the holidays that um, we need to talk about, don't we? So apparently Donald Trump has an odor about him. Um, And some, uh, what's his name? Um, Adam Kinzinger, you know, who who was along with Liz Cheney, they were the two Republicans on the impeachment um, committee uh, or on the uh, January 6th investigating committee. Um, They both said it. And now since the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, Other people have come forward and said, yeah, he's got a stench about him. Some have said it's his depends that, oh, oh, it was, um, what's his name? Bob Woodward, Bob Woodward's quote. I got to find the exact quote. Wait, let me, let me pull it up and see if I can find it because it, it, it's, it was too good to paraphrase (laughs) because it was really good. Bob Wood, Woodward on Trump stench. Let's see what it comes up with. Here you go. Trump smells bad. Um, okay. So no, I'm not signing into TikTok. Go away. 
Uh, sorry, it's trying to get me to sign into TikTok. I'm not going to do that. Bob Woodward. Okay, on on the shitter. Bob Woodward said, um, oh, there's a lot of, lot of quotes here, but I'm not seeing about his smell. You know, there was a song by Leonard Skinnerd. Ooh, that smell. All right, that's not it either. Um, why can't I find... <laughs> They they just want to take me to TikTok and I, I just don't do the TikTok. Since Donald Trump is suing me, let's see if it'll let me do this with a continue as a guest. Okay. Um, here, here it is. Here's what Bob Woodward said. Since Donald Trump is suing me, I will reveal something I've never revealed before about a public figure. The scent barrier on his depends is completely insufficient. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So that was a tweet or shit, as the case may be, from Bob Woodward about uh, Donald Trump. Apparently, the stench story is real. Um, and uh, one of my new favorite um, parody artists on the YouTubes, a guy named Patrick Fitzgerald, decided to do a little song about it. Crippled with this incontinence. What's that sound? Every now and then I dream that I'm president and they had really gone and strung up my pants. What's that sound? Orange guy. Every now and then I have to fall. What's that sound? Orange guy. Every now and then I have to fart. And I need a change tonight. I might need a brand new diaper. And I'm Or briefs, but now the answer is it depends. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. I'm sorry, my odor offends. <laughs> oh, is that it? Oh, I don't want it to end. I guess it ends there. I, I, all right. Um, I like the scatological humor. What are you going to say? RC says scared ketchup videos are way better. Yeah, but they, you know what? They, they often don't work without the video. And you got to remember a lot of people listen to this show audio only. So if it's only, if it's a, it's a visual thing, I try not to do it at least not too often. <laughs> but this, yes, as Spocko said, this is a story that will linger. Um, you just can't let up on it. So with that, let me tell you about who's coming on the show tomorrow. So tomorrow, we're going to um, talk with uh, an old acquaintance of mine, a woman named Anat Shanker Osorio. Spocko knows her. She is somebody who does messaging and polling and research and, and, and consults. Um, uh, she's a strategist. She works with candidates. And um, one of the things she's going to talk to us about is she co-wrote an op-ed for the New York Times that just ran last week. It ran um, the day after Christmas, the 26th. And it was called um, a Trump conviction could cost him enough voters to tip the election. And again, the byline on it is Norm Eisen, 
uh, Norm Eisen, you've seen him on TV a million times. Who He was uh, um, special counsel to the House Judiciary Committee for the first impeachment and trial of Donald Trump. You've seen him. He's a pundit. Um, and Celinda Lake, who's another pollster messenger um, kind of person. And Anat Shanker Osorio, um, who also she and Celinda Lake are like two of the best at messaging. And one of the things we'll talk about is um, what they wrote this essay about for The New York Times that, you know, a Trump conviction, even if he's only gotten to trial once or only convicted on one of the indictments, some of the 91 charges, or is it 93? Um that that according to their numbers and the polling that the corporate media isn't telling you about um, that, that, you know, he's in danger, that his legal troubles are a problem for him. So there's that. The, another thing is how to talk about the economy. And that's one thing that Anat specializes in the economy by all measures is hot. It's doing really well. But, you know, the American people have had it drummed into them that we're going to be in a recession or a depression and the economy sucks. Well, it doesn't. It's just the media. So she's going to help us formulate our messages to talk to other people about this coming year's elections. And what got me started on this is an old friend of mine, an old friend from the, uh, from my music industry days, my music radio industry days. And this friend of mine who does not pay attention to politics for the most part, I know she's a Democrat. She's one of us, but you know, she, she is like most people in this country, you know, sort of hear something out of one ear. They don't really get involved until, you know, midway through the primary season, and they start going, oh, it's an election year. Well, she posted something on Facebook a few weeks back that really stuck with me and it pissed me off. And she said, I can't believe we're going to be stuck with Donald Trump as president again, because Joe Biden won't get out of the race. And I said to her, what? Um, that is wrong on so many different levels. One I get that it's been drummed into your head that that uh, that that Joe Biden's old. You know, Donald Trump's only four years younger or actually three and a half. So stop it. You are regurgitating the right wing talking points. And there's no reason he should step aside. Joe Biden has actually done a much better job than any of us thought he would. He's he's governing as a progressive on the things that matter and not as a progressive on the things where the progressives have lost their mind. He's actually doing a really good job. We got infrastructure. Look at the economy. Look at the jobs. You could point in any direction. Um, today, did you hear that the major drug makers lowered their price of insulin? So the cap is $35. You know why that happened? That happened because the Biden administration got the legislation passed and one to allow Medicare to start negotiating for drug prices. And yes, it started off way too slowly, but one of the first drugs they negotiated the prices on was insulin and insulin. No one holds a patent on insulin. It's a, it occurs naturally, but the, these drug makers, they can tweak one little thing to their formula and say it's it's a new formulation and jack up the prices. And there is no reason it probably costs. And I'm making up numbers out of thin air. A buck a dose to manufacture insulin is probably less than that. And they turn around and they wholesale it for hundreds of dollars a dose. And then you, the end customer, wind up dying because you can't pay for it. Well, now, since Medicare recipients are going to get it for $35, the drug company said, you know what? We'll just cap our price of insulin at $35. This is a direct result of the work uh, Joe Biden and his administration did. Um, so just know little things have big ripple effects. As opposed to, you know, the former smelly guy who um, I guess still will see his new health care plan in two weeks. 
<laughs> yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Anyway, yeah, see, Kim says after one of my best friends died because he couldn't afford his insulin, there is no reason in the world that somebody should not be able to afford insulin. Just none. It's criminal. So, you know, don't tell me that, oh, we're going to lose because Joe Biden won't get out of the race. No, if we're going to lose, it's because people like you are repeating the right wing talking points and doing their dirty work for them. Stop it. So we'll deal with that tomorrow. Okay, so that's Wednesday. Thursday, Howie Klein is still on vacation. Uh, He'll be back next week. And um, but in his place, uh, we're going to talk to somebody who has been on the show before. Uh, She was here a few years ago. She did not run for Congress in the last election cycle, but she did in the one before that. And her name is Dana Steele. And we have a lot in common in that she uh, she's a rock jock. She did middays uh, at KLOL in Houston for the bulk of her career. She's like rocker chick from Houston, Texas. And she ran for Congress a couple years ago. Well, she is again, although it's a different kind of campaign this time around. She'll tell you about it. She's also working on a play about Alzheimer's and her mother. Um, and she just finished this like around the world tour for the last year. So she's fascinating. I promise you will love talking to her. So we'll talk to um, uh, uh, Dana Steele. So, so Anat Shankar Osorio tomorrow, Dana Steele Thursday, and on Friday, Marcy Wheeler will return um, because it's Friday and there's a lot to talk about. So I, I went over some of the, the news some of the current news. I know I left some stuff out. Um, let me just quickly see if there's any good news I left out. The Hamas guy dead, Israeli Supreme Court kneecaps, Netanyahu, that's good. Greg Sargent out at the Washington Post, but in it, the New Republic, which is good. Oh, <laughs> Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, resigned today. And probably for good reason. I'm not even going to go into that. Uh, Green Day we talked about and Shanna Bellows we talked about. Okay. So, um, a, you know, with a new year, a lot of, um, oh, I was right. Dar says one vial costs between 2 and $10 to make. Yeah. And for that, they charge you, you know, many, many, many hundreds. That's some, that, that's some bullshit there. <laughs> okay. So. The, the other thing that I pull to go over with you is the new laws that went into effect uh, yesterday. In many states, new laws take effect at the beginning of the year. Uh, it, it, the, only the minimum wage laws are being rolled out um, gradually around the country. Nearly half of all U.S. states got a minimum wage increase this year. And I guess in this case... It's a good thing the states are doing it because, um, well, the federal minimum wage is still $7.25 an hour, and that's obscene. That's disgusting. Well, the minimum wage went up yesterday into effect in Alaska, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, um, uh, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, uh, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri. I'm hesitating because I wrote them all out in abbreviations and I had to remember which state MA was. That's Massachusetts. MI is Michigan. MN is Minnesota. MO is Missouri. Nebraska, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Vermont, and Washington State. By the way, you know where the the highest minimum wage in the country is? I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a few seconds. I'll give you uh, uh, which state. Well, you know what? That's a trick question. Uh, let me let me rephrase it. Which city has the highest um, uh, minimum wage in the country? It is not a state. It is a city. It's actually a district. All right, I'll give it away. The highest minimum wage in the country is Washington, D.C. at $17.05 an hour. 
Now, so most of those states, I just read off that long list that that go into went into effect yesterday. So if if you work for minimum wage, I'm really sorry. Number one. Number two, your wage will your your raise will just go into effect. But if you're in Nevada or Oregon, you have to wait until July 1st. And if you're in Florida, you have to wait until September 30th. Right. Uh, if 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 ever. All right. So that that happened. Um, lots of new laws on the books about gender affirming care. Most of them are on the wrong side. Um, in Idaho and Louisiana, um, if you live in either of those places, you probably want to get out. Just saying. Idaho doctors or healthcare providers who provide puberty blocking medication Gender-affirming surgeries, which are rare, or other treatments to minors could face a $5,000 fine and a felony charge. Yeah. Um, In Louisiana, anyone under 18 is barred from surgeries, puberty-blocking meds, and hormone treatments. And any healthcare provider who tries to treat them for those things um, faces a license revocation for a minimum of two years. Uh, West Virginia is almost as bad, but they do have some exceptions. A teen, if you're a teen and you have parental consent and the diagnosis of severe gender dysphoria from two doctors, two, um, then you can get treatment. Isn't that nice? But Hawaii being ever progressive, check this out. This is a new law in the books in Hawaii. Um, new marriage certificates will be issued to anybody who change, who requests a change on their marriage certificate, how their sex is listed. Interesting. And going forward, they're also uh, replacing gender-specific terms. Mother, it will now be replaced by birthing parent, and father will be replaced by non-birthing parent. Which is interesting because you could have, you know, two women who are the parents. One is not the father, you know. So that's um, Hawaii. Now, in 2023, we all lived through this together. We know there were many near total bans on abortions um, uh, that took effect in 2023. Many blue states are protected. Two of them taking uh, effect just yesterday. Um in Washington state, check this, this is really good. Washington state says any health insurance plan issued um, beginning yesterday is prohibited from requiring cost sharing for abortions. That includes deductibles and co-pays. So if you're in Washington state, not only can you get the health care you need, but they can't charge you a copay for it either. Um And in California, there is a new shield law that went into effect that protects local health care practitioners from out of state litigation if they provide abortion services to patients from states that restrict it. Uh, And the same goes for gender affirming care to out of state minors and such. So, you know, the, the red blue divide gets deeper and deeper. There's a few other, depending on what state you're in, there are some other really weird laws. In Illinois, this is interesting. If you're one of those people who likes to hang shit from your rearview mirror, hang away. Cops can no longer pull over motorists for something dangling from the rearview mirror, like fuzzy dice or something. Um, so th- th- there's that. However, if you're in Illinois, be careful, because when you're driving, You can no longer participate in a video conference or scan social media while you're driving. I think I could live with those two. Um, Also in Illinois, a new law penalizes libraries that banned books last year. And now public libraries are ineligible for state funding if they ban any materials due to partisan or doctrinal disapproval. I like that. Where's my ding? Um, there, I'll, I'll, I'll ding that. Um, it's been a while. You know, I got to get the lay of the land here. Colorado did a few 
good things. Um, Colorado and, and almost a dozen other states. I don't have a list of them, but there are uh, on the books in Colorado and up to another dozen states ban ghost guns. Those are guns that are um, uh, assembled at home or made by a 3D printer without serial numbers. Ban, outright ban on ghost guns. Good thing. Um, and they have a new rule in any building, any new buildings that are wholly or partly owned by government entities, they are required to have at least one no gender specified bathroom on each floor. Yeah. I mean, to who pays attention to the signs anyway? If you're at a concert or a sporting event and you're a woman, you know that there are lines that go on forever, but the men's room has no line at all. You just go into the other room. Well, now it's a law. They have to uh, offer gender neutral bathrooms on each floor of any building wholly or partly owned by a governmental entity. It's a start. It's something. And the, 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 um, the FU award goes to Texas. New state law in Texas bans public colleges from having DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion offices on campus. I, Texas, they just want to change their nickname to hate is us. All right. So that's the news that gets you up to date, right? So we're, we're on target to get on with our year, right? Yeah. Um, one last thing, one last thing, which is, um, because I, now I, I'm going to preface this by telling you that I've already, I've already made an offer to somebody for a job. Um, Oh, I got to tell you about the jobs that I applied for. And the reason that I'm doing this, well, maybe tomorrow. So here's the thing. I need a producer slash partner. Now, I, I'm not going to have a producer in the room with me because that's very restrictive and it's not going to happen. But I need somebody who can work with me on producing the show. Uh, that includes, it could include booking guests and things like that. It also, but more so includes doing the business end of things, um, cutting clips from the show and putting them out there because that's how the show grows. Um, you know, doing things like that, uh, promoting the show, uh, working on monetizing the show. So I don't have to run stupid commercials from, uh, during the YouTube videos, although that's part of it too. I'm looking at a very generous split. Now I did offer it to one person who I'm waiting to hear back from. Um, and if he says yes, then we're good to go. But if he says no, think about it. If you're somebody who knows, first of all, that listens to this show, because you have to get me, otherwise it wouldn't work. Um, you have to know how to edit tape, how to, how to cut up, you know, clips and, and push them out to social media and do stuff like that. Um, how to, you know, and it, and it could ex it expand too. I mean, if you want to be my business manager and, and um, you know, sell artwork or whatever, I'm looking at a very, very, very generous split. So if you're interested in something like that, um, email me, we'll talk. And again, if you're the person that I already offered it to, make a decision because it's the new year and we need to move on. Ryan Seacrest is not a producer. Ryan Seacrest is a pretty face if you if you if you think that yeah see uh, sandy environmental coffee house says i do all that for my channel i know you do and i try to do it for mine i just can't do it all and the parts that i don't like doing i would like to have a partner slash producer to do those parts and we could work like a well-oiled machine wouldn't that be great anyway um think about it that's where I'm at. It is, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a long week, um, but yeah, we've, we've got it. We've got it set up. I just wanted to sort of ease back in slowly. Um, I do invite you to go to my website, go to NicoleSandler.com and click on yesterday's show. It's 1-1-24 and listen to, yes, Jackson's telling me there's someone at the door. Um, 
you know, listen to the music because if you want to get started on a positive note, I call it the power of positive singing. If you need a lift, it's a good show to listen to and I'll leave it there. All right. And other than that, I will uh, be back and see you tomorrow and we'll learn about messaging in an election year when there's every reason that the Democrats will and should win. All right. Okay. Happy New Year, everyone. Peace out.